previously on Growing Up Gilmore. That, that her, her just wanting to be alone? No one cares. <laughs> you like, don't get alone time. No. None for you. And none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks right at Rory and he goes, do you think we need a chaperone? And I was like, <sighs> it's, she's it's, annoyed. I'm put out. Yeah. Um, so, and she's gonna put out. Just <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are tackling Dead Uncles and Vegetables, which is Season 2, Episode 17. Um, Admittedly, not a fan favorite. Yeah. And by fan, I mean us. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It feels like a filler episode. Mm -hmm. And we get a little bit of Lorelai and Luke. Not a lot of Rory and Jess in this one, um, and a lot of Emily and a lot of Suki. Mm-hmm. But so it, but we do get of Jess. I feel like it's little stuff for the like mm-hmm. it's little breadcrumbs for the fans. Yes, if you kind of pay attention to what Rory's up to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Um, Especially as we get into like 18 and 19 and 20, even 21. These are this whole like series of next few episodes really kind of amp us up for the big finale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's maybe they were like, we need to bring everybody back down for a second. So like when we really build it again, it like really builds. Yeah. So. And give Luke his little. Give us a little background on Luke. Yeah. I think that's good, too, because we don't know a whole heck of a lot about Luke still. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know, he has a sister and his mom died and his dad died. And, you know, he definitely still has a lot of ties to his father. And we saw like he's still very sentimental about Things that have to do with his dad, like the hardware sign and, you know, keeping his father's integrity alive with the diner. Mm -hmm. So we know that that is something that's important to him because it was important to his father, um, which plays a big role, I think, in this episode for sure. But as we go along through these next few episodes... um, just bear with us for this one because it's not the most exciting, but there's great character development and that's kind of what we'll focus on more than anything else. So, Elise, who is our writer and director for this episode? All right. So the writer is Dan Palladino and then our director is Jamie Babbitt and we had her The Road Trip to Harvard. Okay. She's the gal that directed But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's... Have you watched that yet? Oh, no, I've seen but I'm Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, oh, I watched that as a Oh, it was Mary that yeah. hadn't seen it yet. But yeah, yeah. recently she's she's directing The League of Their Own, that series. 
I loved it. Um, some of the episodes in that, three episodes. Yeah, that was really good. And Only Murders in the Building. and Which comes back yep. in two weeks. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, Russian Dolls, Marvelous Miss Maisel, um, Santa Clarita Diet. I didn't watch that. Um, me either. But I, a lot I of think people I s- are upset that it got canceled. Yeah, uh, I started it and I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people who love it. And she directed for girls. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and yeah, lots of little stuff here. Drop dead gorgeous, not little stuff. Good TV. Drop so, dead gorgeous. Not the movie. Oh okay. I was like, I love that movie. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, but yeah, she's gonna do eighteen episodes, so we'll have a lot of her coming. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Sweet. I'm excited because I love. Pretty much everything I've seen her do. Yeah, I think she's so, great. Yeah, we'll kind of focus a little bit more on the, on the writing and direction, I think, in this episode, just because the content is not... Yeah, we'll see what happens. ...super fruitful, but yeah, yeah we'll roll with it. Mm-hmm. Our first scene opens with Lorelai coming down the stairs because the phone is ringing, and she misses it right away. The answering message goes off. The answering machine message goes off. And it's Lorelai saying, we're not home. Leave a message. And then she complains that she bashed her thumb. And it's like, does Lorelai really not care about her answering machine that much that she left a message where she gets hurt (laughs) as her answering machine message? Um, But it's Emily calling and she's very glad that she didn't answer the phone And it basically starts with Emily complaining about how they're never home. And don't forget that the DAR meeting is on Tuesday and that she's coming to um, sample different foods and things beforehand and all of that. So she hangs up. Then she calls back and she's like, have you ever listened to your message? It's so annoying. And she's like, I don't, I'll have to talk, call you back later because I don't want to talk to a computer or whatever. Then she calls back again and Lorelai's like, you're talking to a computer. I can't believe that you're calling again for the third time just to remind you, uh, just to remind me again that the DAR meeting is on Tuesday. And she's like, I could be old and decrepit with drool coming out of my mouth. And I would still remember that the stupid DAR meeting is on Tuesday. And that's where it ends. <laughs> Very simple. Very simple. So we know we're going to see Emily right away. And that Lorelai has to appease her mother. Because what was the pl- the deal with the DAR meetings? That was for the um, the loan. The loan. Or helping yes. her sign for the loan. Yes, the co-signing the loan. <clears throat> so now that is coming... Now that is coming into play. Yep. All right. I have a question. Yeah. How do you think um, Lauren Graham did with this delivery? Because I think, okay, with acting, for me, whenever I had to act and do a phone call scene, mm-hmm. one of the worst, that's like some of the hardest acting you have to do. Yeah, to pretend that there is someone on the other line. Yeah, like, because, yeah. I mean, I know she's not on the phone. This is like a message machine, but I... I highly guess that she heard nothing do you think she heard like the answering machine or do you think lauren graham was just doing this i think off of memory 
and then they it add been it off a of memory. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have the response to work off of. Yeah, I don't know. That would be very challenging. I I think by the third message, it feels a little more inauthentic than it did at the beginning. Yeah, and I think that could just be she didn't know how to gauge. Yeah, you know the the frustration with the phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you never know how the other person's tone. That's why I always get bothered by that in the acting and stuff. I'm like, I don't, especially in film, I'd be like, I want to hear how the person's saying it. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I think for this show, I'm sure, you know, by the second season, season, Lauren Graham probably knows Kelly Bishop's delivery enough that she can, you know, build off of it. Yeah. But to not hear it and have to act on it would be very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did a pretty good job. I just felt for her because I'm like, ugh, I hate hate that acting. I know. I know. And it feels awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, Because for some reason in theater, I always had to do, I got roles where I had to do the phone call thing. (sighs) I don't know if I ever had a role. Where I had to do the phone call thing. It's but yeah, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, especially when you're unsure of the other person's delivery. Mm-hmm. Like if you're acting, and you can make up what they're saying and what their tone would be, I feel like that would be easier to know that you'll never know what the other side was. Yeah, but here we hear the other side of it, mm-hmm. but we don't know if she necessarily did. Yeah, they kind of just have to. I kind of, I feel like when they were editing that they just had to kind of work off of her where she broke, like did her breaks and then came back and yeah, it's so challenging because you you don't hear, she doesn't hear the message machine. That would be so weird. You don't hear your, she did, you know, obviously probably didn't hear her own message machine voice either. So you're just true. She's coming out there like a cold monologue. I think she did pretty good. Yeah. It just whatever no that's an interesting point because that thought did not cross my mind at all that she would not have even heard that so yeah yeah i don't think i could do that <laughs> so i'm <laughs> gonna say want she to did that. a great job yeah. but that would be very awkward mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know but it's lauren graham and she does everything flawlessly I with know. a smile <laughs> Our first scene has us at the Independence Inn. I almost said Dragonfly. Not yet. (laughs) The Independence Inn with Emily testing nine different soups. And she keeps taking three sips of each soup. One to acclimate, two to judge, and three to make the decision. Is that what it was? I believe. I think so. I'm not too concerned about it, actually. <laughs> um, I totally like didn't even listen to her say it. I was like, too I much. <laughs> I know. Um, so <clears throat> as they are sitting there, Lorelai is getting increasingly more impatient with Emily. And I don't blame her. Like, this seems ridiculous. When we did, like, our tasting for the wedding, we just, like, inhaled everything. And we were like... It's all great. That was great. (laughs) Sounds good. I love it. I mean, it wasn't like 
as intense as this. Yeah. You know, but whatever. Suki suggests the mushroom soup and says that it's Jackson's favorite. And Emily says, well, who's that? And she goes, oh, that's my fiance. Well, it's cute. She called him my Jackson. Yeah, my Jackson's favorite. favorite. So cute. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, oh, you're getting married. And she says, to the greatest man in the world. I wouldn't go that far. No, me neither. Uh, but <laughs> let's not get into our Jackson hate just yet. That's Give us a few seasons and then we can hate on Jackson. But... At that point, Lorelai is talking to her about the wedding and Suki says, oh, I have an idea for the bridesmaid dresses. And Lorelai, in her controlling kind of way, says, oh, you're going to let me design them and make them so then I don't hate you and resent you for the rest of your life for it. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I get it. It is kind of true, but yeah. But yeah, it's like... <laughs> But at the same time, you can do so many different things now with bridesmaids dresses than you people did back then. Like when we went to go pick out dresses, it was I was like, okay, you guys, you can pick any color purple, any style you want. And then they all ended up liking the same color and the same style. And I was like, well, I'm not going to tell you not to get what you want if that's what you want. But it was it ended up being fine but i was just like i went in with like very low expectations mm-hmm. and then everybody wanted the same thing yeah your the dresses were pretty for your wedding one wedding <clears throat> i was in such an oh my god this big purple dress but like a like lavender purple and it was big like a big skirt like poofy yes uh, and then it was just like really just unflattering and it was and then they did my makeup for it and I can't wear a lot of makeup it doesn't look right on my face and I put big purple eyeshadow on my eyes oh and my hair was up like super high but like kind of like too round like they did an updo but like it almost looked like two horns on the side of my head and when I tell you that I look like Melissa Fint. <laughs> oh, no. I did. So I get it, Lorelai. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I felt no. like, no. Yeah. Bridesmaid dresses. Yeah. They can I... be really bad. And they're expensive. Yeah. I've only had a few experiences being a bridesmaid. And one of them, I wore like a... Uh, stone clay colored dress and it made me look so pale oh and which is fine like i am a pale person you know what yeah no pale is fine but gray when you hear gray Mm -hmm. it's always like yeah it was like in some light it looked brown and in some light it looked like a grayish pink Mm -hmm. it was weird (laughs) Not flattering. Yeah. But whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's to each their own. Like, it's mm-hmm. not your day. So you just go along with whatever. Um, but you don't, like, necessarily take control of it. 
Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my thought on that, Lorelai. <laughs> um, but my other question is, why does Emily need Lorelai there? It doesn't affect Lorelai. Like, the menu would affect Suki. I think because she's, like, the head of the ship there. She feels and, like she deserves that, like, extra. And that's her daughter. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she roll out the red carpet kind of attitude. She's a high-touch client. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. completely. I think, too, it's like, this was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You do this because I did that. Yeah. So you need to be present. Mm-hmm. But eventually she ends up getting a phone call from Luke. Michelle says that the man who wears plaid with protruding ankles is on the phone. And Lorelai is like, oh, okay, I got to take that. And Emily's like, you can't call him back. And, and Lorelai's like, no. And just like walks away and takes the call. And Elise is like, you don't call a man like Luke back. <laughs> you take the call. Yeah, I was like, yes, Emily, I have to fucking answer the phone. Yeah. He's not getting a call back. No. So. I am running to this phone. Luke, Luke, what do you need? What do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then that kind of opens up this moment for Emily and Suki to have this dialogue about their wedding. And Emily is everyone when you plan a wedding. Because she's like, did you pick a location or food or music or whatever? And Suki's like, oh, it's just going to be, like, small, and we'll probably have a CD player. And Emily's like, oh, but that's so unreliable, blah, blah, blah. And, uh... Why don't you get a string quartet? Yeah, I could hook, I could set you up with a string quartet or whatever. And you, you know already, like, the dollar signs are so above what Suki and Jackson could afford. It's insane. And... Like, this need to, like, chase this fantasy wedding becomes so real for Suki. And I don't know if it's because she is, like, naive or she's just genuinely so excited that she gets lost in it. I'm not sure what the what the line is there for her. Well, like, I think I love Suki and Emily together. I think they have a great chemistry. Yeah, me too. I think that this does make sense for Suki to fall into this. Yeah. Because she is over the top herself. Yeah. Although I do think she does want like a simple wedding. And that's something her and Jackson discussed. It makes sense that she fell into this trap so easily. Mm -hmm. And you have a bridesmaid. Like you can see that Lorelai doesn't care that much right she's just not as not that she doesn't care but like she's just not she's not the ideal person to be your maid of honor no and i understand some people just don't fit that role very well Mm -hmm. that would be me so i'm not gonna (laughs) hate on her too much but emily would emily has the good tips Mm -hmm. like fun tips well yeah because Money is no issue yeah. for Emily. So she can come up with all of these great ideas because it won't cost her anything mm-hmm. in the end. You know? Even so though it's I like, think she would foot the bill. Well, she's, I think she, she said she it. pays like for half of it or something. Yeah. 
it's like what in the world but anyway we can go on and on into that later but then we cut to Lorelai and Luke talking and it's very awkward at the start and I think it's because Luke has to ask her for a favor and he doesn't like to do that, but he asks if he can um, rent out nine rooms at the hotel at the inn for family. And Lorelai's like, "Oh, do you have a family reunion or what's going on?" And he says that his uncle Louis died, and that he will have family in from out of town. He was eighty-five, and he's doing the service um, and planning the funeral. And Lorelai's like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. Is there anything else I can do? And he said, no, the room should be enough. She's like, okay, you know, like, let me know if you need anything. And she says, well, you know, my mom's here right now, so I could really drop everything and just come there if you need help. And he's like, no, I think I'm good. So that's where it ends. Yeah. I was going to say this is a nice phone call scene. Since yeah. we just got done talking about phone True. calls and all of that. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job execution-wise. Because, like, we picked up the awkwardness in the beginning of the conversation. hmm You know, they kind of made an awkward joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that you, like, the tetherball joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the back and forth about that. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that awkward thing that you do when you first start talking to somebody on the phone. Yeah. That you're not, like, always talking to. Right. You make an awkward joke. <laughs> yeah but then yeah but i thought they the chemistry was it flowed very well mm-hmm. Where it and i think yeah. they just naturally have good chemistry even if they're not even even in if the they're room. not together <laughs> yeah which is great i love it um but i think that's a good point i this is like this feels more authentic than the first like message scene. machine the cold, yeah the cold yeah. whatever they call it cold open does yeah yeah so I think maybe what it has to do with is timing. I mean, Lauren Graham and Scott Patterson could have rehearsed that mm-hmm. together prior to filming it, too. Yeah. So they knew, like, this is how I'm going to deliver it, whatever. Yeah. Just let's um, run the scene together real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I think for Kelly Bishop, it's different because she's not always on set mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah like i'm just assuming you know she's not as as much of a edward herman where like we only get him in small doses mm-hmm. but i would imagine she is not in stars hollow so when they're doing stars hollow stuff she doesn't have to be there yeah so it's like luke is in stars hollow so th- they'd have more opportunities to rehearse. Or exactly. Whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a good contrast, though, from yeah. one phone call to another. I, had, I thought it was a good combo on the phone. Yeah, I agree. Um, as far as the rest of the scene, I did say that Luke is so awkward, but so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He's so cute. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up and confirm. You just wanted to confirm my comment. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't need confirmation, but I appreciate it. Him and that red flannel. It's the red flannel. It's too much. That's his color. The red flannel with the blue. 
and then the blue hat. Yes. That's the magic combo. (laughs) (laughs) There's some, he's just that type of person that he would be like, hi. And I'd be like. Yeah, you would like. I wouldn't say anything. I would just do Lose your breath. I would just. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Coffee. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Completely. But I love. Yeah, so his uncle's dead. Anyways, <laughs> that's what this episode's about. Right. It is called Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Mm-hmm. So where are the vegetables going to come into play? I would. I think the vegetables. Is that a Jackson yeah. reference? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we got the dead uncles. So now let's get to the vegetables. Okay. The Gilmore Girls are walking through Stars Hollow and the wonderful, amazingly talented troubadour is singing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. So annoying. I love that song. And I love the troubadour. I mean, I like the song, I guess. But him singing is, like, really annoying. Wake me up. He does not sing it like that. So, no, 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 no. But as they walk into Luke's, he is on the phone trying to talk to somebody while also serving food. And he does not have a cordless phone. So he's like choking people with the cord as he's walking by, holding like six plates. And Lorelai and Rory grab the plates and tell him they will serve the food. He just needs to take the phone call and I love how quickly Rory and Lorelai become Wilma and Gertie (laughs) and are just like these two diner gals making it work for quick breakfast in the morning and Luke's trying to tackle that and Rory's like where's Jess and he's like I don't know and she's like is he at school and he's like yeah right he's probably upstairs so Rory goes off upstairs Lorelai starts talking about how he needs to number the tables and he hasn't numbered the tables. And he's like, okay, well then bring that to table five. And she's like, well, which one's table five? And he's like, it's the one by the window. And Lorelai, I think just, I can relate to Lorelai in the sense that if I'm going to do something, I want it to be like all in all fun and my way. And I think for her, it's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the traditional way. I'm going to number the tables. I'm going to have funny names for all of the food. I'm going to do everything I wanted to live out like my diner girl fantasy. And I think that's great. That's great. I'm happy for her. (laughs) So she needs to make coffee. Luke tells her the coffee she's making is too strong. She says, well, people will learn to like my kind of coffee. Kirk asks for coffee and he says that he gets, is it three-fourths caffeinated and one-fourth decaf? And then Lorelai says, I four-fourths don't care. And that's like (laughs) one of my favorite lines in this episode. Um, She also calls herself the Jehovah's Coffee Girl. (laughs) And I was like, Elise, they made a Jehovah reference. So we were very excited about that. But then Rory goes upstairs. Oh, and we she... forgot to 
Wait, did you do Kirk's? Not the sugar. Okay, yet. I you're will. saving it. Okay, yeah. Um, he he answers the door because she's like, Jess, I know you're in there. Open up the door, and he's like, Well, aren't we bright eyed and bushy tailed this morning? And he goes back in and says he'll be down in a second. And she basically shoves him down the stairs. And he's like, I could have broken my neck. And she goes, well, as long as it's not your arm, because we need your arm. Which is funny foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never really noticed that yeah. before. So interesting. Uh, we also have a scene with Kirk where he says that he needs seven sugars in his coffee. And Lorelai says, "Wasn't not- it like equals? Equals, yeah." And Lorelai asks him if he's stashing some of it and taking it home, and he's like, "No, I just need that many in my coffee." <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, well, allow me." And she like rips open all of the bags at once, and there's like sugar flying, and she dumps it all in, and she's like, "Give that a try." And he takes a sip and like processes, and he goes, mm. "Perfect." perfection (laughs) and not like that no (laughs) sean gunn is so fun like he just is kirk i know you see him and you're like that guy's name is kirk (laughs) and he's weird yep and it's great but yeah so luke reveals that his uncle lived in Florida, but he needs to be buried in Stars Hollow because that's what his dad wanted. And so he has to get the body from Florida to Stars Hollow. It sounds like he's going to be delivered in Hartford. And that's so expensive to get a body moved across the country. And you have to like have special permits and all this paperwork and stuff. So it's interesting that that's <laughs> happening so quickly. But whatever. Um, We'll uh, suspend our disbelief. Yes. I guess. Yes. Um, And he needs to go pick out a coffin. And also he was a Vietnam War veteran. So that means that the war reenactors come to the funeral and do the 21 gun salute. And have you ever seen that done before? No. So... When my grandfather died, they did that, and it was very moving. Yeah. It's like silencing and very moving. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I would it's like crazy. See um, it. But so that's the plan. But he hasn't heard from any of them yet as to whether or not they're doing it or not. So he's still waiting to hear from him. So they get... He goes to go pick out a coffin, and Lorelai says they'll take care of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's it. So why is Rory so unjust right now? You know what I, I mean? I think the real question is, why wouldn't she be? I mean, but why is she on his schedule? Like... It's like she is... She... I think because... She knows the situation like that his uncle died and it's probably very hard to deal with all of that in the restaurant. And she's like, you need to be down here and you need to be helping. We are not even related to Luke and we are helping. Like, 
I think it's also part of it is if you like me, you're going to do this because Luke is very important to me. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was something that maybe it was something that she knows that she he's been kind of struggling. I mean, like school wise and stuff. I can't. Not yet. She doesn't know. Not yet. No, because that's 19 that she finds out that he's not, not doing well in school. So I think I think for her, it's more just like, really, you can't come down here and help. You'd rather be watching reruns of I Dream of Jeannie. Mm hmm. And she's like, they all end the same. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, this is how it ends. Come yeah. down and help. Okay. Yeah, it's just weird. That's a weird jump, how she went from feeling that comfortable to start bossing him around. Um. Well, I think he likes it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think he minds too much. No, I don't think so either. But I think that even Lorelai noticed it a little bit. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for Rory, maybe now that she got out of that situation with Dean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like I can get away with a lot more now yeah you know like let me push the envelope a little bit more mm-hmm. and do we think do you ultimately think she really did get away with that situation or not no i don't either i think just leaving or not just dean leaving right after that whole thing happened says like i know you're lying mm-hmm. i know paris was lying And I think for Rory now, she she thinks thinks that she got away with it. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, well, I guess I'm a really good actress. Mm -hmm. So I can just boss him around and maybe that'll make people think I don't like him. Yeah, I don't know. She's being so obvious. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think she doesn't know how to act around him either. Mm -hmm. And who can blame her? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like boss him around a little. Maybe that's what he needs. (laughs) Maybe that's what he wants. (laughs) Stop it. So I'm going to retract what I said earlier (laughs) about the vegetables being about Jackson. And we totally forgot that there's the whole thing with the farmer's market in this episode. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we we cut to a little scene at Taylor's Market where this old woman who Elise has informed me is also in Buffy. She's in one episode. It's this old woman. She is in, I think, season five. It's called Double Meat Palace. And any Buffy fan out there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. I really want to start it's watching. When... But I like... Buffy works at a at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, I knew bit. that. Okay. I think I knew that. But I'm so worried that it will like... <sighs> what? I don't... 
I don't want to start until we're like genuinely ready to start the other podcast. Yeah. Because it's like, I want this to be out of my mind and like my sole focus to be Buffy. Yeah. And, but I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's very good. But yeah, she's, it was very excited. There's a couple different people on here where I'm like, oh, they were in Buffy. That's so interesting. Is Buffy, was that a Warner Brothers? It's WB. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they might have even filmed on the same lot. Oh, I wonder. Probably. You should watch as you're watching and see if you notice some of the buildings. Okay. Because they film a lot of stuff in Stars Hollow. Yeah, that would make sense. Interesting. Now I would need to watch and see when we watch Buffy. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, this old lady. This old lady wanted Brussels sprouts, and Taylor didn't have them. So she's like, "I'll just go to that nice man across the street." And Taylor's like, "Okay." And then he's like, "Wait a second. And it's the man who wanted to be the town troubadour, freaks and geeks, the freaks and geeks counselor. Yep. yep. Um, and I just love this man as an actor. He's so great mm-hmm. at what he does. It's just like his delivery. He has a really great voice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and Taylor's like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, it's my farmer's market, man. <laughs> and he's like, me. People are just like buying everything he has. And Miss Patty comes up and she's like, is the parsley by bunch or by pound? And he's like, it's by pound, beautiful. And she's like, oh, my. Oh, my. And Taylor and Taylor's like, Patty, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, how are you, Taylor? And he's like, you mean with the knife sticking in my back? And she's like, oh, sure, honey, whatever. And walks away. <laughs> so it's good. Taylor needs like a little dose of his own medicine. Yes. And the uh, the town farmer's market man says that he went through the proper authorities just like his father taught him and that, you know, he likes Taylor's store. It's very homey. He tries to give Taylor a hug and Taylor's like, don't hug me. And he's like, okay, it's cool, man. I took a mental note. No hugging. That's great. (laughs) Like, she's like, whatever. And that's going to set Taylor off even more. Mm -hmm. The like nonchalantness of it all is just like not Taylor's thing. No. So, he wants war. Yeah. So, and he looks at this as an attack on him for sure. But that's the vegetables, not Jackson. A farmers market. I promise I watched the episode. I know. <laughs> like I watched it a couple times. I know, but I always watched it like while I was doing other things. Yeah. And I usually don't do that, but for this episode it was just like I can't. Yeah, I watched this episode last week, so some of the things fell through the... Yeah. Yeah. Through the... <laughs> the holes. What is it called? The cracks? Yes. Yeah, the holes. That works, too. <laughs> we are back at the Independence Inn, and Michelle is asking why there are nine rooms booked with no credit card on file. And Lorelai says that it's for Luke. And he goes, oh, a French fry convention. (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm just doing him a favor. 
And Michelle's clearly bothered by this. Like, why are we doing people favors with no money attached to it? And uh, she sees Emily walk in and she's like, did we have a meeting or not? And Emily's like, no, I'm not here to see you. I'm here to see Suki and I'm actually running late. So I need to get going. And they walk into the dining room and it's all set up different tables, different glassware, different flower arrangements. And Lorelai's like, what is this? And Suki tells her it's this company that Emily set her up with that will do different table displays and it's all free and she hasn't paid a dime and she says no and everything goes away. But she's like, it's so much fun to see like all the different things. And Lorelai's like, I thought we were doing your flowers because it's expensive and that'll save money. And she's like, yeah, but that would be such a hassle and whatever. Um, I have been to weddings with massive flower arrangements and they are so beautiful mm. and it's so insane how beautiful they are. But part of me is like, what do you do with all of that then afterwards? Yeah. And yeah, flowers are, it's so expensive. It's insane. Almost. One of the biggest costs if you do that, either Mm -hmm. for a wedding or a funeral. Yeah. So um, I did not do real flowers for mine, and it turned out fine. Mm -hmm. We all survived. Well, you guys didn't even have flowers, Mm -hmm. so that wasn't a big deal. But um, I was kind of pissed because I was a flower girl, but just kidding. (laughs) You were not a flower girl. (laughs) You were a feather girl. I've got feathers. Yeah, you guys had little feather fans. Yeah. And then our flower girls actually did drop feathers, not flowers. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I have to be different. (laughs) Whatever. But yeah, so it's it's expensive to do all of that stuff. I I made everything. I don't think I bought anything already done. Everything there had been hand-touched and crafted by me because Mm -hmm. I am psychotic. (laughs) It turned out very pretty. Yeah, well, it takes time. If you're going to do it by yourself, props to you. I really hope that someday my daughter marries someone rich if I have a daughter so we don't have to make everything. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. Whatever. I... But this is, you look at these table decorations and you're like, this is not Suki. Yeah. And this is definitely not Jackson. Mm -hmm. And so part of you starts to wonder, like, why is Emily doing all of this? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like we're trying to, like, live through someone else. Yeah. 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 And we can dive into that more mm-hmm. when they touch upon that. Yeah. But I do, with this said, although, Suki, this is not, Emily's kind of overstepping her bounds, or she's overstepping. Yeah. She is. But she's also being helpful. But I think what I like about seeing her do this is that I'm like, you know what? She would have been like a really great wedding planner. 
and event planner in general yeah like we see that she could have been very successful without richard like i mean i know she was already wealthy but i'm just saying if she didn't have all those things i feel like she is just the type of person that would have been successful no matter what Mm -hmm. she's just like got like a business brain to her a little bit or yeah like that kind of brain Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i think it shows that she does more than just manage the house Mm -hmm. like and that there's a lot to managing a house that size um and i think it's nice to see that side of Emily because we don't get to see a lot of her skill assets mm-hmm. unless we have moments like this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's refreshing to see moments like this with Emily where you're like, wow, she can really do a lot. She can really pull a lot of stuff together if she needs to. Yeah. So it's nice to see that. And but, she will. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to solve everything. I do think it's interesting that as Lorelai leaves, she says bye to Emily and Emily does not respond. It's creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's also interesting that we're dealing with a wedding and a funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two very different things. Two very different things, but also very similar. And that they can both be beginnings and ends yeah and also setting them up is very similar yeah there's a lot of work there's a lot of preparation that goes into both and you know typically one the preparation is a lot longer than sometimes the other Mm -hmm. but i we had the the wonderful opportunity to just celebrate my grandmother's passing because she planned everything before Mm -hmm. she died and it was really fun to just get to like experience Mm -hmm. what she saw for herself um like she picked who would do the readings who would you know carry the casket all of that stuff she had it all laid out and My brother carried the casket. I did a reading from Ecclesiastes about, um, <clears throat> like, dancing and, like, living life to the fullest and whatever. And at the very end, like, just our immediate family knew, but at the very end, my grandma wanted to be marched out to When the Saints Go Marching In. That mm-hmm. was, like, her favorite song. So when the band starts playing this like people in the church were like laughing and like smiling yeah and i was like this is perfect this Mm -hmm. is exactly how it should be and um you know i think people deserve to have moments that reflect themselves Mm -hmm. in their wedding in their funeral in life and in death Mm -hmm. and i think that's what this is all about is just making sure that you stay true to yourself in every situation that life presents you. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's like the overarching theme here is just being true to who you are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be. I think so. That just came to me while I was just talking about Mm -hmm. it. Like a, (laughs) you know, it's not as philosophical as the umbrella thing, but <laughs> I'll take it. 
Just kidding. <laughs> no, I love it. Our next scene opens with Taylor going crazy in the diner. And he keeps mumbling the word turnips over and over again, like pulling at his hair. And Rory brings him coffee. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, there's nothing wrong with me. And she's like, you were saying turnips. And he's like, well, some people like my nice, humble turnips and don't need those bloated turnips that that crazy man across the street is selling. Whatever. So clearly it's getting to him. And um, Taylor frustrated is Bryn on phone calls <laughs> at work. Completely. <laughs> like, I just see it mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, I also just want to say I am loving Lorelai the diner girl. <laughs> like her making up all these things. Adam and Eve on a raft and wreck it. I liked... Um... How about a hot blonde on the sand? Yeah, for coffee with cream and sugar. And then what did he say? He was like, and get it. uh, Can I have that with one foot out the door? And she's like, to go? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow. Amazing. Um, But Taylor is clearly very affected by the farmer's market. Kirk says that the store is empty He thought it was closed, but it's just that no one is shopping there. And at that point, when things kind of settled down, Rory asks where Jess is and no one knows. So she goes to find Jess at that point. Or no, excuse me. I'm ahead of myself. (laughs) Again, Lorelai goes up to talk to Luke and brings him a turkey burger burger. But I can't remember what she calls it. Oh, a pinky with a rose on it. Mm. And it's like, okay. (laughs) So he admits that no one from the family is coming to the service and that he's frustrated by it. And he's like, they, this is for my dad. They don't even have to come for him. They should come for my dad. And he lists all the people that can't come and all of the stupid reasons they're not coming um, he says one of his aunts can't leave Petey the parrot. And then he does a great impression of Petey the parrot, who only says Petey and gorgeous. And it's pretty memorable. Um, at this point, as we're watching this, Elise notices there's a continuity error. There's a T-shirt that's like hanging out of a box. And then sometimes it's in the box and then sometimes it's out of the box again. And it's like, that seems like such a weird continuity thing to have go wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see, like, a cup not being in the same spot or, like, but something that's in the background, who cares? Why are you touching it? Yeah. I don't know. It makes me think, like, did they try a different way of doing that scene? Or did they come back and film part of it later maybe like a reshoot yeah i don't know but also but um amy sherman paladino said that often they did not do reshoots no because they couldn't afford it so i'm guessing it's just maybe they tried something it didn't work yeah maybe they started shooting something else and then they had to go back and shoot it again real quick yeah i have no idea yeah but it was weird but it was distracting once you notice it Mm mm-hmm um 
Rory interrupts their conversation to tell Lorelai that Jackson is downstairs and he's pretty upset. That's when she asks, where's Jess? And they're like, we don't know. And she's like, perfect. So she leaves to go find Jess. But I have to say, this outfit choice that she has on is crazy. What are you doing? Like, she has a turtle, not a turtleneck. I'm being a little dramatic. But it's like, you have a high neck t-shirt on over a long sleeve shirt. And yeah, it's like V-cut. But it is not V-cut low enough. Like, I've seen her show more skin than that before. It just was weird. It was ugly. I hated it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, Lorelai goes down to meet Jackson. And he says, I want... I want Suki to have what she wants, but this is getting ridiculous. And we talked about having like a nice, quaint, simple wedding. And now that's completely gone. And you see Suki and Emily in Stars Hollow measuring the town square. They're measuring it for the giant paper mache mushrooms or something. And then they want to move the gazebo for the 16-piece orchestra or whatever. And Lorelai's like, the gazebo? And Jackson's like, yeah, you know, the one that's been in the same place for over 100 years? They want to move it. And she's like, oh, she's completely brainwashed. (laughs) And so she promises to take care of that situation for him. And at that point, Rory comes pulling Jess along. He's like, watch the shirt. And she's like, get to work. And she probably really enjoyed pulling him by his shirt. (laughs) I would. I know. I, I, where do I sign up? Yeah. So that's it. Do you have an opening on three o'clock Tuesday? I can really make anything work. And I'm trying to figure out like the, the day of the week that this is happening, but I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. We can't. We, we can't, can't figure it out. It. We can't sweat the small details. <laughs> okay. But uh, next we have a town a town meeting Yay. coming up. So let's get to it. This town meeting has one of my favorite openings to a town meeting ever. Where they're discussing different things going on in the town. And then Lorelai comes in. And Taylor says, Lorelai, you're late. (laughs) And she goes, I know. I hope I'm not pregnant. And his eyes get huge. And he's like, what did you say? And then he's like, you need to be on time. I banged the meeting a half hour ago. And she's like, dirty. (laughs) And we don't get like a lot of dirty humor. I know I love in Gilmore Girls. So when we do, I really cherish it. Me it's too. like a fun time. Um, but the whole purpose of this town meeting really comes at the end. But I want to touch on a few things before. Um, mm-hmm. Jess is at this town meeting, mm-hmm. and Rory makes a point of saying, "Like, why are you even here? You mm-hmm. don't." like this town you don't like any of us and he really seems to get a rise out of the fact that she is noticing that he's there Mm -hmm. and the whole time 
Luke and Lorelai are talking back and forth, he's just staring at her. And, like, Luke and Lorelai are in between him Mm -hmm. and Rory. So he has to, like, lean forward and look Mm -hmm. over. And he's just intense just watching her. Yeah. He loves that she's getting all worked up about him. Mm-hmm. Even though she's acting like she's annoyed. It's like so obvious. Yeah, completely. Completely. Um, we start to get into the whole reason why the town meeting was called. Taylor wants to address the farmer's market. And... As we're sitting there talking through things, I'm like, why does the troubadour have his guitar? And Elise is like, that's why I hate him. (laughs) I was like, okay. But I forgot he does sing a song later. And that's probably even why you hate him more. So that's fine. (laughs) But they're talking about the farmer's market and all of the food and, um, Babette goes, he has squash. He has sexy squash. And Taylor is just (laughs) losing it. He cannot handle. He starts talking about how his permit isn't right because it's a cart kiosk, cart kiosk term permit. And then everybody gets caught up on the fact that it it's repetitive and totally go over the fact that he's just like being dramatic And Kirk keeps saying his store was deserted and all this, like, everyone's just, like, piling on him. And he asked the troubadour, like, I stood up for you. Why aren't you standing up for me? And he's like, well, you're not a good person. Like, you stood up for me, but you weren't nice to me. And, you know, he's like, wouldn't this hurt your feelings if somebody else opened, like, a dance studio or another diner or whatever? And Patty's like, all those in favor of their feelings being hurt, if somebody did the same, say I. And everyone says I. And then she bangs the gavel and the meeting is over. Because she's like, you're embarrassing yourself now. Like, we need, this needs to stop. So once the meeting is over, uh, Luke chases after all of the war reenactors. But not before Rory says to Jess, don't you have some cleaning up to do at the diner? Just, like, bossing him around a little bit more. God, make it a little bit more obvious. And he's, like, he doesn't grin or anything. He looks, like, genuinely, like, is this what friendship is going to be like with you? Well, he realizes she's actually going to make him work again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm Like, I'm not off the hook yet, really. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so, Taylor meets up with All the work, war. No play. Mm-hmm. Makes Jack. <laughs> what does he say? Makes Jack a Jack. A oh, sad. a dull boy. A dull boy. Makes there we Jack go. Jack a dull boy. I All like, work, he's... no play. Makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> yeah, they admit to Luke that they don't want to do the salute because they did not like Louis, and. They talk about how mean he was and he kicked Kirk's dog and all and slept with this woman or whatever. I don't know. And Taylor not wanting to do this funeral is very ironic considering he is not so happy go lucky right now either. Yeah. And they seem to be forgetting that 
Luke wants them to do this because it's something his dad wanted them to do, mm-hmm. not because Louis wanted them to do it. And they're like, he was so crotchety and he didn't have any kids. He never married. He's just like a a loner or whatever. So, Luke. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you're basically describing he's like, Luke. And he didn't even want us. He didn't even like us anyway. When we would do our reenactment, he would stand and throw small tools at us. And Luke's like, fine, to hell with all of you. Next time I see you, I'm going to throw small tools at you. And he walks away and they're like, mm, a hothead, just like his uncle. <laughs> and this is when, like, I think things start to settle in for Luke. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, crap. Is, is this me? Yeah, is this going to be my funeral? Yeah. So that's kind of where we leave that whole situation. Um, I think for Luke, this is kind of a wake up call Mm -hmm. in a sense. But at the same time, like he does a lot for the community. Yeah. It's just not in the way that like Taylor would want it to be. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he's not that extreme yet, but it's one of those things. It's like. A slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely. Like, will I every year get closer to being like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a legit question you probably should ask yourself. Yeah. Yeah, ask it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that's it for the town meeting. So the Vegetable King is here to stay. Rory's still bossing Jess around. Lorelai's not pregnant. And unfortunately, I know Luke is realizing slowly but surely maybe he's turning into his uncle. (laughs) We are with Suki on the computer and she's streaming things and she's like, the Internet is crazy. Streaming. Did you know that it's called streaming? Oh, I love Suki. Me too. So she's online ordering large mushrooms and says that she's going to have midgets dancing. And I don't think midgets is the correct term that we use now. But again, of its time. And Lorelai's like, this has to stop. Like, we can't, this cannot go on any longer. And Michelle's like, no, please. I don't want to die without seeing the, all of these things, like the midgets dancing. Under and, the under the paper mushrooms. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. So Lorelai finally tells Suki, like, I talked to Jackson. He does not want all of this. He's very concerned. Like, this isn't what you guys had talked about. And Suki kind of wakes up and she's like, oh, my gosh, this isn't what I want at all. Like, will Jackson still even marry me? And Lorelai's <laughs> lo- like, of course he's going to still marry you. I like how she put it. She goes, you've landed in Emily land. And one of the things is, is that sometimes you don't know you're in Emily land. Yeah. Until it's too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because she says, like... She's going to get me 50% off of everything. 
and Lorelai's like 50% off of a boatload of money is still a boatload of money. Yeah. And I, that's a very good point. Like mm-hmm. it could be millions. And now what is it like? It could be $5 million. Well, now it's only $2.5 million. <laughs> it's like, that's still a lot of money. Yeah. For Lorelai to be like, Suki, please wake up. Please come back to earth. Like we need you here. Jackson needs you here. She wakes up and she's like, I got to start canceling things. As she gets on the computer, Lorelai's phone rings again, another phone call. And it's Luke. And he's like, assuming like, I need you to come right now. And she's like, slow down. It's okay. I'll be there in a minute. And that's kind of where the scene leaves us. But I did want to point out one really cute detail that you and I had just talked about. Suki usually wears her bandanas and she's not wearing a ban- she's not wearing a bandana in this scene. But her jacket, her chef's jacket is a bandana print. And it's orange. And it's orange. And, and I think it, that's so cute. It does and she looks so pretty in it. Yeah. And I just love those little small details, the mm-hmm. costuming details. Yeah. So, it was a very nice detail. And mm-hmm. it was like a fun way to give it was very sucky because she just putting her in the white jacket kind of. I don't think not... she's ever in a white jacket. She's always pretty colorful, yeah. which I think is is true to her character. She's never, well, she's sometimes in white, isn't yeah. she? Sometimes. But I think for the most part, it's like a print or color or something. Yeah. But yeah, she she is not like a white coat chef. Like mm-hmm. that's just not her her vibe yeah it's nice to see her with this it's like so sucky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's super cute i love it mm-hmm. so that's it i mean the wedding is back to what it was supposed to be we will see what that vision is in a few episodes here because that is the finale and um lorelei is gonna go try to fix things with luke that's it okay there's like weird feelings that come with being in a funeral home and seeing Luke like trying to process this like very strange situation really kind of makes me like uncomfortable and I don't know if it's because actually like hindsight it's very funny like it's kind of a funny scene Mm -hmm. but the humor is totally drained out of it mm-hmm. and um they can't get the casket to close for his uncle because he wants to be buried with all of these things and it kind of sets luke over the edge where he's like this guy is selfish he does not deserve like my respect i did this out of respect for my father he wants to be buried with all of his baseball cards i would have loved to have had some of those baseball cards and he's just very a very selfish guy in life and in death. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sets him over the sends him over the edge. And he's like, you know what? Just throw the casket in there. If stuff falls out, just make sure sure you throw enough dirt over it that no one will notice. And he kind of storms out. And my thought is, is this actually about his uncle or is this about himself? I think it's a probably a, like a combo of yeah. things. Yeah. Because when you do have to plan a funeral by yourself, it is very, very hard. It's stressful. Because I had to do that. Yeah. And it was very 
it's a lot, but that was a way different situation. He doesn't seem like he was super close to his uncle. No, I think this is definitely more of just like a, this is my dad's brother. mm -hmm. So I need to do this for my dad. Yeah. I'm sure that there's like lot feelings of loss in there, but frustration and like he's doing all this and no one fucking cares. Yeah. None of the the families coming. The town doesn't want to help him and Mm -hmm. do the the military send off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like self-reflection on himself too. It's just a combo, I think, of a lot of pressure going on and feeling like shit. Well, death does that to you, too. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what. Yeah. No matter who it is, it does that to you. And it's part of me thinks, too, that he's kind of like, okay, well, I never married anyone. I don't have any kids. So who's going to do this for me when I die? Yeah. And, you know, like, what are people going to say about me when I'm dead? Mm -hmm. And that happens to everybody. But I think when you are in a situation where, like, nobody wants to be there, nobody wants to come, no one has anything good to say about the person, it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And, like, that feeling of guilt that he's probably experiencing where he's like, I want to do this for my dad, but it's becoming increasingly more difficult to do this the right way because no one likes him. Mm -hmm. And it's very stressful. It's very hard. I mean, I remember even with my grandma planning everything, I remember there was still drama Mm -hmm. with it because it's everyone has to process. Yeah. And you're trying to process the grief while also doing this whole ordeal. And you almost don't get to process until everything is said Mm -hmm. and done. And it's it's a lot to happen all at once. I mean, like we my mom and I were with my grandma when she passed away. And then it was they had to come pick her up and then we had to go to the funeral home and then we had to, you know, make all these plans. Then it was we have to go get an outfit. And it's like, I still have what I wore and I never wore it again. Mm -hmm. But I loved that dress, but I'll never wear it again. It's like you. It's it's a weird thing because I. We were just I was just talking about this with my mom when we went to Chicago and we were talking about genealogy and things, you you have different memories of these situations where, like, it changes you too. Not just losing the person, but the, the setting up of life afterwards too. Yeah. And so I think for Luke, he's starting to see the aftermath and realizing, like, Am I my uncle? Mm-hmm. People don't like me like they loved my dad. What what do I have to do to change that? So I think that that's what's hitting him more than anything else. Yeah. And I I think I really admire their choice to not make it a funny scene. Like the casket can't close because there's a football in the way. Mm-hmm. And, and like Lorelai's like, do you have any like bungee cords? She's like, do you have a staff members that could come sit on here and then we can latch it? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> she's like trying to come up with solutions that are obviously ludicrous. But 
it doesn't change the tone of the scene. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's really important because I think Luke is so into his feelings right now that he can't process anything else but frustration and grief. Yep. And and, and it's interesting because really the pers- the only person he has to go to is Lorelai. Mhm. That's his person that helps him. And I think it just like it speaks volumes when you have someone like that to turn to mm-hmm. when something like that happens and even if it's not like a significant other if it's a friend or whatever that really speaks to the level of trust and care of that relationship mm-hmm. and i i think it's it's great because if he if if he didn't have Lorelai he wouldn't have had anyone to call. No. And no one probably would have cared. Yeah. He would have been alone dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, this isn't the end. Lorelai really follows through with him in this episode. Mm-hmm. So it it shows that they have, they have a level of respect for each other mm-hmm. that Luke is looking for for his uncle that he's not finding. Yeah. At the top of the scene, Jess is pouring a woman's Mm -hmm. coffee and she's like, where's that funny woman that's making up all the funny diner names? And it's like, (laughs) do you really not know who Lorelai is? Like she's in the restaurant every day. Yeah. I don't know. She's a town celebrity. Come on. Yeah. So Lou comes in. And thanks, Lorelai, you know, whatever. Let me go um, change and then you can retire your diner uniform. And she's like, well, don't you want to hear some of the new phrases I made? Do you know what a lucky um, duck cluck is? And he's like, no, what's that? And And she says, it's a chicken breast with like green frosting on it. Shamrock. Yeah. And green frosting. He's like, why would anyone order that? And she's like, well, if they're high. <laughs> like, of course. Because <laughs> I'm sure so many people in Stars Hollow are high all the time. Uh, after that, uh, Emily walks in. And she doesn't really come into Luke's often. But she wants to talk to Lorelai. And Luke's like, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to change. And I'll come back down. And she tells Lorelai that Suki fired her (laughs) and that she's upset and she was having fun and all of these things. And Lorelai's like, come on, mom, like whose wedding do you think you were planning? Were you really planning Suki's wedding or were you planning someone else's? And Emily's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, mom, when you picked out the mushrooms and the dancing midgets and the Hoot couture dress. Who did you picture wearing it? Suki or me? And she's like, I wasn't planning your wedding, Lorelai. And she's like, I was planning Suki's. Yeah. She goes, the mushrooms and stuff. That was all crazy. Kind of like Suki's a little crazy. (laughs) And she goes, but your wedding, it would have been a white Russian theme with snow and candles. And you would have come in on a silver sleigh pulled by white horses. And she had this whole vision for her wedding 
And I'm, I think that that sounds like a wedding Lorelai would want. A winter wedding? She loves winter. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai's like, that doesn't really sound like me. And Emily's like, well, I gave up on that dream a long time ago. And she comes down, she goes, or excuse me. And she goes, besides, we're probably standing in your reception hall anyway. And Lorelai's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you know, the wedding where the bride walks down with a ketchup caddy in her hand. And she's like, it's Luke. You always talk about him. You're always with him. You always run off to him. And Lorelai just keeps saying, like, he feeds me. He feeds me. He's my friend. He needed me. (laughs) He feeds me. (laughs) And Luke comes back down. And Emily's like, well, I guess I should be going. And before she leaves, she asks Luke, like, what are your thoughts on the Romanovs? And he's like, "Eh, I think they had it coming. She goes, "Ugh, a match made in heaven. And And then then they just like look at each other. Because Lorelai's like, I'm not even going to tell you what all of that was about. And he came downstairs. Buttoning up his shirt. And what did I say, Amy? You said, Luke, you're going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's that. That's it. That's it. All right. We have reached the last scene and or the last two scenes, I guess I should say. So we are at the funeral And the only people that showed up were Lorelai and Luke. There are flower arrangements, which makes me think that maybe family just sent flowers because they didn't want to come. But as the Reverend is talking, Luke keeps making snide comments about Louie the whole time. Um, At that point, as he's like getting lowered into the ground, Luke is like, that isn't me, is it? And Lorelai's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you know, I know I get crankier as I get older, but I'm not married. I don't have kids. Is that going to be me? And she starts listing off all of these things that he's done for her or for Rory that make him an important person. And I, I think it's very interesting that her examples all directly relate to her at the beginning Mm -hmm. it's like would your uncle louis have made a chuppah for somebody for their wedding would your uncle louis have fixed things around you know a person's home without asking would he have made a coffee cake for a 16 year old girl and on her birthday and he's like rory told you about that and she's like of course she did and i love that lorelei really cherished that Mm -hmm. because it is such like a not like a throwaway thing that he did but that was like in season one Mm -hmm. and the fact that he made the effort to do that really meant something to her for her to hold on to it like that Mm -hmm. but as they are finishing talking we hear the drums And the reenactors come marching in and they salute. And um, 
Lorelai, it, it's revealed that Lorelai is the one that finally got them to show up. And I think she said, this is for his dad. This isn't for Louis. Do it for his dad. Do mm-hmm. it for Luke. And Luke is like, thank you for doing this. And she's like, it's what your dad wanted. And it's like a very sweet, like kind of teary moment. Lauren Graham looks like she's got tears kind of welling up in her eyes. And the moment is immediately ruined (laughs) by Kirk playing the trumpet. And he clearly has no idea what he's doing. It sounds horrible. And Elise is like, why did they do that? Why would they let him play the the trumpet? And I said, because they don't trust him with a gun. (laughs) Yeah, he was the only one without a gun. So that's why he had the trumpet. But... (laughs) They are walking back to the diner and there's all of these people walking into the diner. When they get inside, it's revealed that there's a bunch of people there. They brought food and it's kind of like a wake. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is, you know, I didn't set this up. Lorelai didn't do any, had nothing to do with it. And she's like, but I think this is for you. I don't think this is for Louie. Mm hmm. And it's a nice, like, little bow on his, like, fears. It's so sad. This I know. This is for Louis. I know. <laughs> but it's also, like, the gesture of, yeah. you know, him thinking that he was going to be alone and that nobody liked him and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a moment where Rory's like, well, you know, it was nice of you to do this. And he's like, I didn't do anything. All I did was come downstairs and unlock the door, and I went up and went back to bed. And Rory's like, well, I guess that makes you a part of our town now because you contributed to this, like, special thing. That was really nice of you. And the whole time they are talking, Elise and I, and I mean literally, literally, at the same time, we're like, look at Lorelai. She's staring at Jess and Rory right now. And I'd never noticed it yeah, before. Yeah, because it's like she's so far in the background. But you can see her eyes are like watching the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? And it's not good. I never noticed that. Me neither. So I love that. So she, And I noticed her earlier on in the episode watching them. Like her mm-hmm. eyes kind of stayed lingering on them longer. Well, and I wonder too if that has to do with... Um, the last episode With where follow up of yeah where her and Dean are standing outside <clears throat> and yeah he's like and Rory wouldn't lie right and yeah. she's like right Rory wouldn't lie mm-hmm. and then she's kind of watching and she's like oh shit yeah we're <clears throat> in big trouble now where I feel like that scene I feel like Dean noticed it more yeah and it was Dean bringing and like Lorelai was like oh no it's fine but like she obviously that was more brought to her attention because Dean noticed it, right? And right. Now she's got, yeah. I I thought that was a cool execution wise how they did that without being on the nose about it. Well, without and it being makes a plot you, point, right? And it makes you wonder <clears throat> if that was Lauren Graham's choice or if that was a directed choice. It's got to be directed. Yeah, because it is. Now that I know it's there, it doesn't seem super subtle, but it is subtle. Yeah. And it's without it being what I'm saying, without it being a plot 
without it that being like, we're going to actually have dialogue about this. Right, right. You it's know? just like, no, she's just watching them because yeah. she is starting to see there is a trend here. Mm-hmm. I feel like direction-wise or whatever, they wanted her in the shot. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's right in between them. Yeah. So it was, yeah, you make a good point. I think it is. it was like a directional choice. I, I feel like it was because... But I just love that. I love it. I love that detail. With I know. Because they don't draw attention to it. It's just there for if you notice it. Yeah. It's like a little gift. Like, here you go. You were paying because attention. It, it makes sense. Because yeah. I'm like, how can Lorelai be this dumb? Because I would notice. Oh, yeah. I constantly ask my niece about boys. Yeah. Like, and I know. You know, you know. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting to the point where you can't be in denial. Yeah. Like something is going on. Mm-hmm. And it really comes to the forefront at the end of the next episode. Um, so before we get into that, that's where um, this episode ends with people telling stories about Louis and everyone just kind of standing around. I liked the ending. I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. I think it's, like, very comforting. It it brought... It was, like, oh, you know, um, a happy way to end something about a funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got to comfort Luke and let him yep. know we all love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, like, a nice little bow. Yeah. 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 So, it... it We always talk about how, like, it's fun when episodes don't end with, like, a neat little bow. But this episode was such a mess. Like, not, like, in a bad way, but just, like, the storyline was... The scenes were longer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, It was nice to have this story just wrapped up and done. mm -hmm. And, like, we got Luke and Lorelai. And mm -hmm. we got Jess and Rory without it being... A discussion point. Right. It is interesting that Dean was nowhere to be found in this episode. Yeah. Like, where where the hell's Dean? Yeah. So. <laughs> like, he didn't come to Oh, the... wait. That's right. He's, He's in out Chicago. Of town. We find that out in the next episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. But, let's... like, she didn't even bring it up. No, she didn't. That's true. I was like, thank God. All right. Well, let's get into our uh, town, town meeting. meeting. We call this town meeting to order. In this episode, we had 35 pop culture references. Um, next week's episode is season two, episode 18, Back in the Saddle Again. I was just talking to Elise about how this episode feels like they wanted to try again with Kill Me Now from season one and have like a good Richard and Rory episode. Um, this episode is pretty heavy on their relationship But then also we do get to see a side of things kind of falling apart for Rory and Dean. So things are very rocky in the next episode as far as that storyline goes. But for our discussion today, I wanted to talk about the five love languages. So for those of you that don't know, there are there are more, but we're just going to focus on the main five acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, and receiving gifts. 
So I wanted to go through like our main crew and be like, who do you think is acts of service? Who do you think is whatever? So if we think about like Lorelai, what would be her love language, do you think? So there's the five. Yes. Um, Quality time. You think quality time? Yeah, I would agree with that. I also think she could be acts of service, too, Mm -hmm. like because she does things for people. But I do think it's it's the time spent together Mm -hmm. that's important for her. Um, But I do think Luke would be acts of service. Yeah. Like he helps everybody with everything. What about Rory? Words of affirmation. Yeah. She likes to hear that she's pretty and that you love her and. Also how she gives love too. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She is more of like a. Like a verbal relationship mm-hmm. person. Like Because in- I'd almost say that Lorelai's physical touch too. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Especially with her and Max, it was like, <laughs> whoa. I think with her men, it's physical touch. Yeah, I like that. I agree. Okay, how about Jess? I don't know. I feel like I need to see more of him to like know. Yeah, I am leaning towards physical touch or words of affirmation for him yeah but let's revisit that yeah because i feel like i need to revisit his relationship with rory again before yeah completely how about dean i know he's like all of these he's all five i think his is his biggest one is quality time yeah he does give her the car but I don't really consider that like an act of service. Well, he did like the st- like helping stuff around the house. Remember, mm-hmm. like the water jug thing. But all of that was also while having quality time. Mm-hmm. And he's super into physical touch. Yeah. Dean's all five. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. He's so annoying. How about Emily? Oh, she's gifts. Yeah, I think so, too. But, you know, then again, you could argue that quality time is hers, too, Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, the girls. But, like, with love language, you can be... You You can can be multiple things. Yeah, and you also, like, can... You you like to receive it one way, but you like to give it out the other way. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think for Richard... I think his is quality time. Yeah, I think so. It's physical touch. You think it's physical touch? (laughs) Interesting. What do you know about Richard that I don't know? 
Yeah, I think it's just... Wouldn't she like to know? Like, okay, so words of affirmation would be like verbal compliments, appreciation, positive affirmations. Like, I love you. You are amazing. You make me so happy. Quality time is focused, uninterrupted time spent together, going for a walk, watching a movie, having a meal together. Receiving gifts, thoughtful gifts that show care and consideration, buying flowers, making a homemade gift, surprising a special with a special item, acts of service, doing something helpful or kind for your partner, cooking a meal, running errands, cleaning the house. Physical touch is physical affection and closeness, hugging, holding hands, kissing, cuddling. Mm-hmm. Who are we missing? Well, I mean, we're missing, like, Paris and Oh, Lane. yeah, let's do Paris. All Hers of- has got to be words of affirmation. Because mm-hmm. she wants to hear that she is, like, the best. Yep. Um, how about Lane? I don't know. Words of affirmation? I can't think of her doing a lot of stuff for people. Or giving stuff. She is very thoughtful in how she does things. But you wonder, is it thoughtful because you you want it to be thoughtful? Or is it thoughtful because you're trying to avoid getting in trouble? Yeah. You know, it's like a little different <laughs> with Lane. Um, but I feel like she's very supportive of her, like Rory. Yeah. Um, very, like, nice... Well, and I think she finds she wants time with Rory, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they could talk on the phone and that's enough for her because that is their quality time. Yeah. You know, like, I think for her more than anything else, it's just like time together mm-hmm. is important for her. What about Logie? Logie Bear? Logie Bear? He's gifts. Yeah, he's gifts because he doesn't have any other feelings. Although I will say I have. He's so hot. I have come to the part on on our TikTok where like I cannot scroll anymore because I see so many Logan videos. And I don't know if it's because you went through and liked a Logan video or something. (laughs) I'm sure I did. And I was like, I am scared that I am going to like Logan. It's that smile. God damn it. It's the smile. Uh, He's like. uh, It's like the hero complex that he has where he thinks he's like saving her from a boring life. It's like he's got he's got sex appeal. Like he knows what he's doing. Well, he's like the first boyfriend that she really like is I don't want to say intimate with because she's intimate with Dean first, but like they sleep in the same bed it's like the real deal like a real adult relationship Mm -hmm. it's just different it's like he's fun okay (laughs) i'm scared i know for when we get to that me too okay so we got logie yeah um i think that's everybody like immediately everybody oh suki yeah hers would be gifts because, like, that basket yeah, that she puts all of that time and energy into. Yeah. I the, think the cupcakes, is, the, yeah, the, the bridal giving. party. Yep. Totally. Yeah. 
Um, what about like Jason? Jason? Um, Jason is like weird. Jason. And I don't think his is quality time because he doesn't want to cuddle or anything. His is like probably like physical touch. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think that's probably Is gaslighting an option? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think don't. Christopher is... <sighs> how do you think he likes to get his love language? Like, how do you think he enjoys it? Physical touch? I think physical touch. Yeah, if like you notice, most like, he's... <laughs> When he's sitting next to Sherry, his arm is around her or his arm is on her leg or, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I think that's that. What about Max? Oh, my God. Max is like, he's all five like Dean. Yeah. I would agree with that, actually. So, (laughs) yeah. I think let's pay attention to this as we go along i'll put all of this on our instagram as well when we get to this episode so um if you missed it on our tiktok new pop culture for now presenting lorelei gilmore and it's lovely Mm -hmm. i laughed very hard (laughs) at the end of it Um, the end is always my favorite i know you always end on such a great button and i love it (laughs) That's a very theater thing of you to do. I try. Um, We have um, videos comparing the men to desserts Mm -hmm. and some other characters to desserts. Um, Those are so good. They've been really fun. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. So I will make sure that TikTok is linked and Instagram's linked. All of the lists are linked and the playlists for... Apple and Spotify are also available for you if you want to give them a listen. Um, and then next week, it's just the two of us again for season two, episode 18, Back in the Saddle again. After that, season nine or episode 19, we will have guests and then we'll be on our own again mm-hmm. for two episodes. And then we'll be at the finale and that'll be... I am anticipating it will be a two-parter because Mm -hmm. so much happens. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll we'll have a lot of people here too. Yeah. When we get four people in. When we have four people in here, I get a little less like, I don't know if I should talk. You should always talk. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I don't want to take up too much time. So if we do a two-parter, I won't feel that way. Yeah. That's kind of my thought. Yeah. I think if we can divide it up, it'll be good. Yeah. So be prepared for it to be two parts because it's a big one. This is a big one. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got. I. It was spring break. (laughs) Elise just watched spring breakers. I've never seen spring breakers. It was. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it. I just want to let you know, what do we compare it to? We said it's like Bling Ring meets 13. Meets, meets a Lana Del Rey video. Lana Del Rey music video. And this so, is this is the first 20 minutes of the movie. Spring break. It was spring break. 
Yeah. It's, and then it ends. It's bad. It was spring break. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. But anyways. Um, but it's anyway. It's on HBO if you want to watch it. That's it. Well, okay. Yeah. We, usually we start by talking about like. Something we're watching. Wh- what are we watching? Yeah. That's so that's okay. what you're watching? That's what I watched this weekend. Um, I saw the Barbie movie and it was fabulous. Highly recommend. I know. I'm going to do Barbara Barbenheimer with my niece next weekend. Yeah, I think so I'm going to try t- to fit that in with Bryn too. So, so we can chat about it. Yeah, we'll chat about it next episode. Yeah, just we can't talk about it too much because I'm too excited. I, really, I know. I really, I'm not revealing anything. Because <sighs> if I could have saw it at midnight, I would have. Do they do that anymore? I don't know. I don't think they do. They don't. That's a thing of our past. Oh. All right, everybody. Okay, bye. See you next week. Bye.